What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the NYG Spot. My name is Brandon Rockland, and I am joined with my co-host, Josh Wolf. So, Josh, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I think this is a, a long time coming. I'm, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, it certainly is. This is something uh, me and Josh have talked about doing for a while, and it really uh, came about just us two just shooting the shit, talking football, talking Giants. Well, I think it really came about my freshman year of high school listening to Jordan run on ESPN <laughs> every morning yes. on the way to school. So me and Josh go way back, and I used to, before Josh would drive, I'm a year older, I'd take him to school every morning, and we'd listen to Breaking Big Blue, Jordan Ron on. And, and Ben Shapiro. Oh, yeah, lots of Ben Shapiro, all the good pods. And so, yeah, I guess that is really where this came from. But, you know, this is, we we get into these great uh, back and forth, these deep, intellectual giants conversations yes we need to one, share them. one day we were just like why aren't we recording this so that's what this is kind of gonna be just a laid back you know commentary two young college kids diehard giants fans um just given our perspective on the state of the giants and you know unfortunately uh it hasn't been the best uh best ride no, so far not. as a giants fan um, no and I've, it's been about five years for me since I was 15 years old that I have not missed a game. I've seen every game for the past five years. It's when my diehard fandom really kicked in. Um, and those five years have been pretty miserable. One of the worst uh, stretches in New York Giants football. Yeah, it's probably the worst time to start. Yeah, but um, but like I always say, Joshy, um, if, you, uh, if you stick through the uh, bad times, it makes the good times oh. even greater. So once... Once, not if, when we finally do return to glory and the New York football giants are back uh, at the top of the NFL where they belong, um, it will all be worth it mm-hmm. having gone through all of this, uh, this suffering. So uh, Let's get into it. Yeah, so what I originally wanted to do is I wanted to devote a whole episode to talking about the past, um, but this is a really interesting time. I, think, I don't think we time. should. No, no. I think we'll do it briefly here. Um Past is behind is, us. The past is behind us. The, the, what's done is done. Hopefully, we see a change in direction um, of the franchise going forward. But the cycle has repeated itself. A new head coach, two years. Last, it's gone three cycles, six years. New coach every two years. Uh, the Dave Gellman uh, factor was definitely there and may not have given some of them a fair chance, such as Joe Judge. Um, yeah, it's... It- Joe Judge, is, it's, it was such an interesting interesting situation to me. I liked him as a coach, obviously, the first year. Started off terribly. The team kind of rallied around him, I guess, at the end. Won a couple games. We won that Seattle game with Colt McCoy. That was kind of a that was, big that was point the biggest. Season. That was our biggest that point was, of years. That was my years. highest point as a Giants fan <laughs> in a couple years, I think. That was a memorable one. But um, it really just went downhill since then. I mean, Gettleman made some bad moves. Um and and with Gettleman going, with a new guy coming in, I just think it was it's only right that you let obviously Joe Shane come in, hire his guy Dayball and 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 just start this whole whole new regime from a new spot. Nothing from the past, which which is the right decision in my of opinion. Of course. It was you know, I did really like Joe Judge and Joe Judge had has a quality that a lot that makes a great head coach. He's a leader he has, of he's men. A leader, exactly, a leader of men, and that's what's important. Um but it's it's hard to really keep that mentality and that hard nosed Belichick uh, attitude when you're, you're four and twelve, the worst 
football team in the NFL. And like I said, he didn't really get a fair shot with the players he had around him and the injuries and blah, blah, blah. But there's only so many excuses you can make. I've learned that. And um, just especially with the way the season ended the last three weeks, just yeah, it was, despite yeah. not having our quarterback and everything, just the optics of it, the way it looked, his 11-minute rant in the press conference, um, it needed to be done. And I was happy it was done. And I vividly remember looking at my phone and seeing Giants of Fire, Joe Judge, and we didn't think it was going to happen. Cause they, was it Tuesday they did it? They didn't do it Black Monday? Was it Tuesday yeah, it or was, Wednesday? Yeah, day after. Right. Um, and I was and just instantly, like, you remember the feeling at the end of the season yeah, was yep. pretty miserable. Like, yep. it was a really, especially going into the season with some sort of expectations. It was. It's like a, it's something it just was, lifted off you. It it's, was it's, just it's, a freeing feeling, I honestly. Agree. Just a fresh start, clean slate. Um, and I really like the direction that this team has gone, but I'll tread carefully because the Joe Judge uh, experiment, I guess, taught me is that um, you. it doesn't matter what you've done in the past, what you say up on the podium. It matters on the field, results, wins, games. And you can. Uh, we were so hyped in that speech when he first got there, yep. first hire. We had no the idea who this guy, guy was. Yep. And like he, he won everyone over with his speech, but that did not translate onto the field. Um, and it's, yeah. Um, so, all right. All that's good. Let's focus on new. Exactly. So where I was going with that, actually, thank you. There you go. It was a great where transition. Was, exactly. Long where I was going with that is there. I love the moves that the Giants have done in the front office on the coaching staff. But before we get into that, I will say we can't, expect anything until we see a result in the field and I used to be such an optimistic Giants fan last year there was a lot of optimism going into the season and I was always like all right we're gonna turn around we're gonna get it right Gettleman's gonna get it right I was always looking on the positive side but this the end of this season just really killed me inside as a Giants fan you killed any shred of optimism and now I'm a I'm just an emotionless I will, not, I will not get hype exactly I'm on your level I've, I will I've not get like hype this. until I see results on the field I've been like this. I've been telling Brandon, you can't, you can't lift your expectations too much. I think it's due to my Mets fandom nah. and how much the Mets thrive in April and May and and cannot play baseball in July. But in terms of the Giants, there's a lot to be excited about. I'm just as a Giants fan. Let me. I'm going to run through the staff real quick. GM Joe Shane, assistant GM Brandon Brown, head coach Brian Dayball, offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. And defensive coordinator Wink Martindale. Let me first say this before we get into this because I saw this last night and I right. thought it was great. Um, so you know the at the combine every year the coaches do the the coaches picture all the thirty two um, NFL coaches, they the head coaches they do their picture and they yep. did uh they did a GM picture. Mm-hmm. I got maybe they do it every year. I've never I've seen never it, seen but, one either. Yeah, but, okay. but they did one this year and uh, they I saw it last night on Twitter. I think it was uh, Peter Schrager posted something. And it's the picture of the GMs in front and center, front row right in the middle, Joe Shane, just looking like a stud. And I just, just him compared to Gettleman, just the looks department. Forget football. Speaking of looks. Anything. anything. I'm glad we didn't hire Matt Rule now. (laughs) Yeah. Because that was a bad look. Yeah, that was a bad look. That certainly was a bad look. And Matt Rule is fighting for his job this season. Matt Rule's got to win this year. What happens when you have Sam Darnold on your team? Exactly. Sam, that's another guy that I think really got screwed in a tough situation. But, man, he... Remember when the Jets fans were thanking us for drafting Saquon? (laughs) That was funny. That was great. But, yeah, okay, so Joe Shane. um, 
young guy looks like a football guy. He is a football guy. He loves like he's in his own words. He loves to put him in a corner. Mm-hmm. He'll watch ball all day. <laughs> um, yeah, just a football guy. And girl played at DePaul, I think. Played quarterback for. Couldn't DePaul. tell you. Yeah, I believe he did. Um, but yeah, I definitely love that move. I love what he did in Buffalo, being under Brandon Bean, um, playing a big role in that, but also playing as the assistant GM, having the freedom to go out and scout guys during the week and, you know, I think that's a very things. underrated, underrated uh, part of hiring like an assistant GM or just someone that's not been the guy, but seen the guy and sees like everything behind the scenes and all the ups and downs. Yeah. hundred percent. And then coaching staff. I mean, I think that's the best they could have done. I'm not like a t- huge X's and O's guy, but I think, uh, Underrated was Wink. I think that the defense really needed a change of identity. I think Patrick Graham's defense works when when you don't expect anything. And like when they sit back and they don't allow big plays, it, it looks nice. It looks okay. But once once teams start to really figure it out, it, this year you could see it. This past year you could definitely see teams just figuring it out. Just 10-yard passes just going down the field methodically. And Patrick Graham never really getting aggressive and and using our guys. Yes, and like, that's quite the opposite of what Wink Martindale exactly. brings to the table with his scheme. Um, he's the aggressive cover one, cover zero, blitz, sending all the pressure, getting to the quarterback, which we as Giants fans know right. uh, when your quarterback's under pressure, that does a lot to uh, affect the game. Um, so, yes, it's definitely a complete uh, change in the defense, um, which was their defense was one of the – few high points at times of the team but different style it's going to be different players bringing in different guys um but there's definitely some concerns at least with me some of the personnel wise of course on the defense and how that's going to fit wink scheme um a couple of guys that i think are going to thrive um adoree jackson press corner physical guy up at the line aaron robinson is 100%. going to do great in that system um but i think darnay holmes should be mentioned yes. in that because you've seen him come off the edge and, and make plays in the backfield, and, and he's fast. He's yeah. not a great cover guy, but he's fast. Yeah, no, I it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a battle between A-Rob and Darnay for that nickel spot. I agree. Um, but, yeah, but there's definitely a couple pressing needs, and that's a cornerback two because I think we can say Dory Jackson is the cornerback one. CB1, yes. Um, well, you would like you would like a Dory's going to be the CB1 going into next year, but you would like to get a guy, whether that's through the Jack, through the draft or a young guy that maybe potentially becomes your cornerback right 100 percent um if we can if we can do that in this year's draft then great um there's a lot of things we could use in this year's draft yeah this and I draft would take, would be i would take a lot of them but this is an exciting draft yeah. and we will definitely talk about that real quick a little bit off-season moves speaking of the secondary and, and corners not not a corner but logan ryan yeah i didn't really understand the we talked about it a couple days ago yeah we're we're we have no safeties it's Xavier McKinney and Julian Love right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Logan Ryan it had to be, it had to be part of the reset we talked about earlier, just because yeah. it didn't save it, saved it him like seven hundred thousand, something like that. Um, and yeah, it didn't make sense. The only I think logical explanation would be new guys. They didn't want him in there, and he was. I mean, I love Logan Ryan. Um, he was. I think Logan Ryan was leader. Are probably our most important player. Yeah, it rallied the, the guys in the locker year. room. I mean, his play declined last year compared to 
Um, but you're not you're not paying him to be an elite safety. But no, you're not. And and he could have he could have played corner. He could have played corner for us this year. He, he could he could have played, played the nickel. all over. Yeah, I agree. He could have. So yeah, um, we need an answer for that CB two spot for sure because I guess technically right now Bradbury's still on the roster. But, Te- yeah, we think but, Bradbury's gone. Well, I think yeah, I think we can say one hundred percent Bradbury's gone because I think we There's need a, to clear as of right now like fifteen million, and we still need to clear fifteen million to sign our draft class. Mm-hmm. So. Bradbury, I think, and I think there's there's I've seen all over Twitter stuff about the Chiefs having a trade in. Oh yeah, I've been seeing that. I I don't know. A lot of it's just for like a second rounder straight up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we can get a second round. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think they're so going either. that low. I think. I think like it's a, a round of five. I think that's what they're talking about. And Joe Shane's not budging. Which I would I like. not trade him for I, a five. I like. I think it's a good sign. I agree. On the part of Joe Shane and how this um, front office is going to handle mm-hmm. these moves. And they're not just going to give him up, and they're being a little stubborn with him, trying to get a better deal. Because I mean, he's a, he's a very good cornerback. Yeah, hundred percent. He and, and, and he's off the books after next year. Yeah, yeah, yes, hundred percent. Um, and so safety—that's another uh, very pressing need on the defense. Yeah. Um, if we want to talk draft, I, I Kyle Hamilton. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, dude, I, people are saying I mean, he's good. I'm I don't not. Think he's gonna, I will never declare myself to be like a like a football knowledge. I never played football. I grew up playing baseball. I played golf. Um, but I, there's nothing better than watching the NFL, and it's been my love. The New York Giants been my love for many years now. Um, but I technique. I can't tell you all about that. But uh, there's a consensus that Hamilton is the best player in this draft, and he is just not just positional value. Like you don't take a safety. You're not gonna take a safety that high. Um, I agree. But I think that I think that the Giants have more pressing needs. One hundred percent. That will be that will be there to be addressed in the draft with picks five and seven, yeah. and taking a safety and and you can always take a a high upside guy in, in second third round. Yeah, no doubt. Um, do we want to talk about the draft? Do we want to? I mean, I'll, draft I'll, anymore? Anymore about the, the staff and nothing else? I mean, I right like in. I like what they did in the offseason signing Glowinski, Garcia. And yes. Feliciano. Oh, yes. The I, mean, I think we should address that. That is something. It's what four offensive linemen we've added. That's yeah, something and, we uh, have yep. quality offensive linemen, and that that's something that I was waiting for every off season mm-hmm. under Dave Gettleman, and it never came. And I mean, it's that's going to lead into the draft with the right tackle spot, which is I think is the most pressing need on the team because we're not going to roll out Cam Fleming. Is he going to play a right tackle again this year? I, Matt Parrot. It would be Parrot <laughs> who's who tore his what? Yeah, ACL. Yeah. All, All right, right. So let's get into the draft. draft. So this is this is honestly this is my favorite part. I love the draft. Um, well, it's I mean, being a Giants fan, the last it's all you have. It's the the off season has been but more exciting than the regular. Regardless, season. I like I don't watch film. I don't. I'm not gonna say like Brandon said. I'm not an expert, but I just like I do watch film a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think I know like depending on the position. Um, you know what? I could tell if a guy really doesn't care. Stuff like that. Right. I could tell if a guy's really good, and and just I don't know. What's... So I think uh, I have four. There's I, so I, much. I have I wrote down four of my most ideal, acceptable draft scenarios, outcomes for the Giants. Okay. Real quick. Okay. There's I think there's one consensus pick. I think it's Aiden Hutchinson going one. Yeah. Uh, I yes, think that, and then and then the rest of the draft is just anything. Yeah. It's, Nothing, it's, anything could happen. And what the Giants have to do. Is they have to optimize where they're at, and and based on what other teams do ahead of them, they need to either 
address their needs at five and seven. I think they need to at least take one of their picks. Oh, yeah. At least one. If not both, I would like them to take both. But if there's a if there's a trade, well, yes, that's. I mean, I would I would be happy trading back in pretty much any scenario. I agree. Um, yeah, no doubt. Um, for the because the like not any scenario, maybe not that. But this, I mean, this year is not going to be a good year, Giants fans. I hope you're prepared for that again. It's going to be another ugly New York Giants type of a uh, football season. Had to um, get that in. Yeah, I had to. Um talking about realistic expectations here but um but no i feel i feel that we need we need to shore up the offensive line if evan neal is there we take him yes but that's my opinion dude icky icky's been gaining a lot of he's been he's been gaining a lot of traction and this cross guy too um charles cross from uh Mississippi State. I yes. Think? Yeah. Yes. Um, they've they've been people are some people have them above Neil now. Um, I think the consensus they do. that I, Icky is like a more like physical, tough run block nose like will put you in the dirt after the whistle like type of that player and Neil is just a a giant. Evan Neal's six seven three fifty. Yeah, he's, he's and he runs like he's 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 not. It just I really don't think you could go wrong with either of those guys. Which. Here, let me let me run through my ideal uh, draft scenarios real quick, because that's going to cover that. So my first one, here's my first, or actually the first one is a trade back. I'd be fine with a trade back pretty much under most circumstances can if we get what we should in yes, return compensation-wise, yes. which we would. Um, so yeah, trade back, number one. Number two, I, um, I say tackle the fifth pick, so odds are one of those tackles will be there. 100% um, one of the tackles will be there. Yes, that's and that's where I... Right. Two of the tackles will be there. Well, mm, I think two. Yes. Two of the two. It's Neil three. and okay. Three cross. cross or is cross yeah. not in there? For I know you? cross. He's up there, but I. I mean, do you think teams? You think he's gonna get picked in the top five? PFF has cross five, and then Icky six, wow. and then Neil seven. Interesting. Interesting. It's crazy how this stuff works. How yeah. these guys just shoot up and down like after years over. Um, yeah, it, it, no football being played. It's gonna, it's gonna lead us into our next, our the next uh, pick. So tackle one of the two tackles, and then I guess you could just say edge. But I have two edges. There's two edges that I would be fine with either or, and there's a little bias that comes into this, and we will explain why. Either oh, okay. obviously, I think I know where you're going. Kayvon Thibodeau. Yes. Um, Let, can was, I, I mean, can I can I rant about Thibodeau? Real go quick? ahead, man. Go for it. He's just—he's a freak. Dude. He is built like that. He's—he's he's fast. He's the way I described it when I was watching film. He's a four-tool pass rusher, like they say, a five-tool baseball player. Right. He's a four-tool pass rusher. He has—he has the speed. He has the finesse. He has the strength. And I, what I think is very underrated with a pass rusher is mind games, playing games with the tackle. Yeah. And you can only do that when you have every move in the book. Because this kid can get to the edge. He, he, it's just he bends. He bends. He just he flips bends, guys outside with his hands. He's, he's, got, he's got great technique. He's got a huge... He's got a lot of room to grow, too, which is a great 100%, thing. 100%. A lot of it is just raw talent that can be refined. And you know why you see that? It's it's He looks a little robotic sometimes in yeah. his, his, his pass rush moves, but but he's just in college. He was just better. Yes. Just honestly better than yeah. everyone. And he's going to get... It'll get bigger and stronger in the NFL, too. I that guy's gonna be a force. And I mean, back in the early, early college football season last year, I mean that people were saying he is the best edge rusher, number one pick, number two pick. And yep. I think, I think what happens a lot of the time in the draft is guys get 
they're so high up so early that they get scrutinized too hard and they get looked into a little too they hard. They also talked about his effort. And, right, and, and the off, I, the field, off the field stuff. Like I don't buy concerned. into it. Exactly. I no, don't buy into no, it. He's a no. top five pick. I don't buy if into he is there, If he is there, I think... Um, he's awesome. You need, you need to take Tibbs. Um, but I have one other edge rusher that I rank right up with him who has shot up the draft board since uh, the college football season ended, but has a special place in me and Josh's heart and we have known as a stud for a while... That is uh, Mr. J.J. Jermaine Johnson yes, sir. out of Florida State University. And uh, me and Josh are students here at Florida State University. Um, we're actually recording this like 30 seconds down the road from Doe Campbell Stadium. Yep. Um, so we got we saw a lot of Jermaine Johnson this year. Uh, we saw every snap of Jermaine Johnson this year. We went to multiple games in person with Jermaine Johnson. And this dude is a... He's a, he is a, he's a gamer. Yeah, he's, he's a, gamer. a gamer. And he... I His... Technique wise, and just the the dips he's also in the a hands. Freak. Yeah, he is. He is a freak. He's not on that level with Thibodeau, I don't think. No, with, uh, how he bends guys and gets around. But I agree. He has the straight up bull rush right at you, backs the um, backs the tackle back up into the quarterback and For puts sure. that pressure. Those like those not unseen like pressure, but like there's not stats. It's not like a statistical pressure, but him just pushing the tackle back. Yep, is affecting the quarterback. And then I remember. Me and we were driving back home. Remember when we went back home, winter break, I think it was, and we were we're in my car watching oh, the yep. Boston College yes, FSU yes, game yes. on the center console on your phone. And yep. Jermaine, I I think that game was honestly one of his worst statistical games. Like I don't think he found a sack, but he was affecting the game with how he played and the pressure he was putting, um, and just his coverages in the flat and his getting to the running backs, Whoa. bouncing it outside. He, I remember I looked at you and I said, dude, the Giants need to draft this guy. Yeah. And I mean, he didn't, he was nowhere near as high up as he is now at the end of the season last year. Um, but he dominated the senior bowl. Uh, I didn't really watch too much from it, but Me apparently neither. he was the best, the best player. Yeah, in the senior they were, bowl. Right. He didn't even have to play the last day or something. Um, and there, I've seen plenty of mocks with him at seven. He, I don't, okay. I don't see him going top 10. I think he's a great talent. I think he's definitely a first-round pick. I think he's definitely top 20. Um, but, I mean, KT is obviously the best guy there. Yes, I would agree with that. Jermaine Johnson is is definitely up there. I don't know if I don't know if they're really comparing him to, to the top guys. Well, I mean, this class is really a, a one and then everyone else. I think what I think he is a more polished edge rusher, and he's more of a, like a ready to start now. I think he has a higher floor. Um, oh, for sure. But I mean, I mean that Miami game. I mean, yes, he he <laughs> took game, over that game. We he were, took over that game. We were right there. What we were what like yep. fifth row, like dude, watching oh it happen right in front of our eyes. Let me just read his. Let me an let me read the stats real quick. Seven total tackles, five of them total. I mean, five of them solo. Three sacks, one forced fumble. I mean, he took Miami over game? that. Yep. Yeah, dude. That, he took that over was a that game. I will never forget that Miami game. Yep. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That was incredible. Um, yeah. What what a day to be a Florida State Seminole that was. Yeah. And it's really you know it's really funny what we're talking about. Florida State is Florida State and the Giants are two football teams. We always much talk about it. Followed like a very same. similar like trajectory. Like we won championships in the early 2010s, and like now, and we used to be like. It's the same. It's the just the same thing. It's O line struggles. Yeah, yeah. Um, o line struggles. Coaching. Well, coaching. It's different. It's different with FSU because we got screwed over by Jimbo. Fair Jimbo enough. screwed. He didn't recruit his last couple of years and pieced out. So. Well, we'll look at it at the bright side. 
Jimbo leaves us in in with not a lot, and I think Norvell's done a solid job. Yeah, I, no, think I, mean, I like him for and, culture guy. He's and last leader. year, I think we showed it at the end, and yeah. now I think Gettleman can maybe maybe draw a comparison to Jimbo. Nah. He left us in a, in a bad spot, and then the new regime Dude, comes I in. Dude, would, I, I would love it if, I mean, like... I mean... I would love it. That would be awesome. If But if if the Seminoles and the G-Men can get back to winning championships and being at the top of their respective... That's my dream. It's, I mean, and it's not, like, far-fetched because that's what they used to do. It's what they used to do. And yep. we're just... We're just here now going through some of the worst times, but... Yep. Like I said, make the good times. Back to the draft. Back to the draft. Um, Okay, so my second ideal scenario would be one of the two tackles at five, and then Mr. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. I want to talk about him too. Let's talk about Mr. Sauce. I wasn't really. I wasn't really thinking about him too much because I think edge and tackle are more important. Yes. But Sauce is a another freak. He's Mm -hmm. just ridiculous. Yeah. No, he is. Let me redo this. In his three years of starting, the passer ratings against him, 39.4 in 2019, his freshman year, true freshman year, 29.3 in 2020, and 22.6 in 2021. He didn't give up a touchdown this year, I think. He didn't give a touchdown his whole career. Really? Correct. That's, uh, yeah, it's pretty impressive. There was only, he only got targeted 37 times on 482 coverage snaps and 968 total snaps. I mean, it's just it, it's yeah, just that's ridiculous. The only thing, see, I I mean, and that's a pr- definitely a pressing need. Like I said, we have a lot of pressing needs, but that CB two spot and someone who could. That's what know. I was saying. A CB two sauce would come in as the two, a yep. Dory one. Yep. However that works works, but sauce then molds into that one. Yeah. And a Dory's the two. Yeah. Because I think a Dory's best fit is a two. Yeah, I yeah totally agree. Um, I'm just I'm a little wary of taking a corner that high. I am too. But, because but I think the, I think he's a fit, edges he's, work out. I we'll agree. Have a higher but we have five and seven. There. We have five and seven. We do have five and seven. But and this in this scenario I'm talking about, we would take a tackle five, sauce seven. Yes. And I think I think you do that if Tibbs. I think if Tibbs if is Tib- on the board, you, you take you ta- you, If Tibbs is there at seven, yes, you're taking. Yes, you have to take him. I agree. Um, but. Just who knows how it's going to shake out if and Sauce ends he's up being just a great best. fit. Yeah. He's such a good fit for Wink. He's, he is. It, yes, it's a big he's fit for this defense. Six three two hundred, which is about the size of Richard Sherman, but instead of a four five one, he runs a four four one. Yeah, and he had eight hundred fifty one press snaps in college, yeah. and I mean that's just press man as Wink. Yeah, he, I mean that's just. Yeah, I think it would be a perfect fit, but yeah. obviously in the right situation. Hundred um, percent. All right. So then the third, or I get no. This is the fourth because I said trade back first. Mm-hmm. So that was the third. This is the fourth. My final scenario. Um, and it would be if for some reason both tackles are gone, which I I guess it's I think it's definitely possible. It's not probable, but it's definitely possible. Um, both tackles are gone. You go Edge, Tibbser, Jermaine. I would push back on that because. I uh, I would push back on that. Yeah, yeah. Why is that? Because the Lions, Hutchinson's going one. I think, I think Houston's really the team that's going to take a tackle. I don't think the Jets will take a tackle. Maybe yeah, the Jags. I, mean, could, yeah. I don't think the Jags really will. They have a uh, Cam Robinson. I don't. It's definitely possible. It's I mean, these guys are right. these guys are like we said, they're freaks. Um, I think Carolina could, and well. I think if Neil's there, at f- or if a tackle's there at five, we'll take him. If you think Neil's Carolina there. would reach for a quarterback? 
You know, I was thinking about that. I really don't think there are teams that would reach for a quarterback. I, like, do you think my possible trade down teams were I thought Seattle, mm-hmm. who's nine, I want to say, um, the Vikings, um, Pittsburgh, and then two sneaky ones that really you wouldn't think about: the Chiefs, because of all their draft capital they just got for Tyreek, yeah, and the Packers. Who also yeah, just traded a star receiver and got some some capital back? Yeah, the Packers could use a receiver. I think I think the receivers are going to start going around like ten. I think ten is when we'll start to see the receivers. But I do you think there's going to be a QB in the top ten? No, and yeah. I say that there probably will be, but yeah. I, I just don't. I really don't think so. No, yeah. I don't see it. It'll be interesting. This is. I feel like because I feel like this is a this is a this is a year where you would rather be. You want. You'd rather be picking later in the draft. Excuse me. I said, picks. I'm sorry, I have to correct myself. The Lions are not picking one. It's the Jags. Yeah, the Jags are picking Okay, one. I'm sorry. I just messed up on that. Well, I must not have uh, caught that either. It's all right. I would have call, called you out. Same thing. Made sure to make a big deal about it. Um, all right, yeah, so that's... To finish that scenario, it would be the edge if both of those tackles get taken, which is not, like I said, not probable, but possible. You got a plan for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, an edge and... Sauce or and I guess I guess when I say so I guess Kyle Hamilton you could substitute him in there too because that's a guy who's going to come in and make a huge impact right away and I mean I get positional value blah blah it's always talked about but I don't know I think no I, dude Ham, I mean Hamilton is from what I've seen he's he, not, he's great he's, he he has the potential to be a generational talent that's and I, I and I think Hamilton is a guy that could fall and and in that situation. If Seattle wants to trade up from nine, and and we have a, a great feeling that he would only fall those two spots if he's if Hamilton's there at seven, and Seattle really wants to jump up and get, I don't know, a, a quarterback even like you, yeah. you really never know. I think Seattle wa- probably wants to move up. I think they really need a, a difference maker to really start their rebuild. Yeah. In my opinion, you don't think you don't think Drew Locke's going to get it done. I'm not even talking about a quarterback. I'm just talking about a difference just maker. Talking about a difference maker. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, well, I think Seattle right now. I mean, they're not looking to. They're not looking to win games next year. They're, yeah, you're they're right. tearing it down. Not they're, looking um, to give up capital. You're, you're, you're. Yeah, they're, right. they're not in a. They're sellers like the Giants. They're not in a position to be making moves for players. Um, but, but yeah, if, if Hamilton, I don't. I, he's, he's interesting. Yeah, I and we saw him. We do you remember that? Do you remember the Notre Dame play? Were you at that game? No, FSU Notre Dame. Oh, do you remember the play he made coming across the field to make the oh pick my on the sideline? Yes, that's right. That's like the best play I've ever seen in my life yeah. in person. Yeah, I dude, I forgot that was him. Yeah, that was Kyle cool. Hamilton. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah, that was, was a great he's game. Awesome. Too. That was a hell of a game. We didn't win that game, but yeah, that was tough. That was. That was fun. All right. So anything else with the draft? Anything pressing? I'm sure we could go more in depth, but I don't know. Like like um. Like I said. If you guys, who knows who the hell How long have we been going? I, I don't know. Can you try? You know, it doesn't, it, since I'm recording this on Logic Pro, it doesn't tell me the uh, the time. We've been going for almost a thousand bars of music. All right, so, Mr. <laughs> DJ. I, dude, mean? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. What I think we're at, mean? I don't know. Who knows? I think we're it's at a right. good, we're at a, we're a decent minutes, time right now. Uh, who knows? But, um, where was I just about to go? Where was I just about to go before you asked me the time? Oh yeah, um, I was say, I, who the hell knows uh, who is even listening to this right now? But if you are, thanks. Like, uh, yeah. if, if we'll see how many people just enjoy this talk, this shout style, and if shout yeah, out anyone, shout family. out to everyone. Um, thanks for listening.
Um, but if if other people start listening to this, Giants fans, and you guys like hearing this, we're we're totally about taking this seriously and you know really doing our research and doing this for real because we are we love our New York Giants. We're so passionate or borderline psychotic, um, and that's. So we love our, our G-Man, as terrible as it's been. You need um, Twitter. Yeah, we need I'm Twitter. In a well, I just joined a, well we just, are on Instagram. They just um, added communities on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I'm in a Giants community. It's, oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I like it a lot. Well, actually. we are on uh, Instagram at, at NYGSpotPod if you guys want to go follow us. Um, I don't really know. Can we get reviews on the name, too? Can we, uh, yeah, yeah, let, let, let us me know, know what you think. Yeah. So I, you I, think. Came up with the, I, I came up with the name just... Because I wanted it to be something funny that kind of stuck out and and um, it rolls show the, the I, yeah and show the identity of the podcast like it's gonna be like a raunchy like we're, we're cuss and just shooting the shit like I said just talking giants to college kids like going back and forth so I, the NYG spot like I think that's and I I feel like I feel like a lot of people would love an NYG spot T-shirt so you know, let us know should we make a oh yeah we'll make some merch. <laughs> make some merch for if sure. anything just for us yeah. Um, but yeah, we can. We're, we'll see how big we get. We could do some cool things. I know we're going to Jacksonville next year. Um, we we live in Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. Being, for sure. We're gonna go to Jacksonville. You know, once if this year. if this really does happen and people listen, like meetups and stuff, like oh, dude, a hundred percent. I would dope. love. That'd be dope. I would love love sharing my love, Big Blue. Because um, we know there are gonna be so many Giants fans in that oh, game. Of course, dude, it's Florida. Um, there's been. Went last year in Miami. That was a rough one, but it was rough. a lot I mean, of Giants fans. No, it was fun. That was, was, fun oh, we had a hell of a time. Us. We were, we got, um... Brandon's mom hooked it up. Yeah, my mom hooked it up with someone she knows has season tickets with, like, sideline passes. And I was like, no, like, you can't get on the sideline during an NFL game. Like, it's not... But no, at Hard Rock, right down on the front row, you walk down the stairs, and it's, like, it's blocked off with, like, pads, but it's, like, at... at stomach level and you're just chilling there it's kind of like a zoo if you yeah. really think about it it's kind of but you're like right there oh like, yeah. it was Jalen Waddle was Jalen right Waddle standing right in, right in front of us stretching out and I mean we the view is kind of tough because we were all the way down on like the 10 yard line and once they get further down on the, the field like past the, the 30 field, yeah you can't you can't see over the bench but you're on the field the team you're on the field you're on and the field free free booze uh, oh yeah free booze yes sir uh, it was great, and like I, yeah, we got, I remember we got one great look at like a play when the Giants were down on that end of the field going the other way because they obviously weren't about to score. I don't touchdown. remember much from that game. No, yeah, they didn't score. No, yeah, yes, we did not score touchdown. Did not score touchdown. No, yeah. we did not. Mike Glennon, great start. Um, but it just say it was, it, was a, it was a Saquon run, and Saquon just like hit a hole and like got smacked, but like just the power <laughs> in oh, the I pads do buckling. That oh, like, the, the spin move, and was, then he got smacked. Oh, yeah, that, that was different, but that, jump but that was that was cool. That was a, that was a cool thing to see yep. on ground, but that was cool, really cool to see. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll be, we'll be in Jacksonville. If you want to, let's, let's <laughs> talk about, let's talk about uh, 2019. Let's talk about our first Giants game real quick and just talk about that whole thing and my little, uh, my little problem I have. What's your problem? My Daniel Jones. Oh, your problem. Daniel Jones. <laughs> okay, so let me set the stage. So, I like Daniel Jones. I I want him to be good. Of course, I'm a Giants fan, but there's just things that he lacks that some that most of the time in quarterbacks you just can't. There's just something that just can't be fixed. And Brandon has this obsession with Daniel Jones, 
He thinks he necessarily call it an obsession. I have a I have a lot of faith in Daniel Jones, and I know that's gonna rub so many people the wrong way. Like, oh, you fucking idiot! Shut up, Daniel. He's terrible. He's not, ter- he's not terrible. Yeah, exactly. I know. He's, he's not yeah, terrible. Yes, he's not terrible. Thanks, Josh. I'm in the middle but of you and the here's, terrible people. Here's what Josh is neglecting to tell you guys. So, back in 2019, the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. Um, me and Josh had never been to a Giants game. I was a, he was a junior in high school. I was a senior. And we had lived in South Florida our whole lives and had never been to a New York Giants game. And we were diehard. It's only been three years. Diehard fans. Yeah, three wow. years. Three years. Are you sure? It was 2019. Are you sure? It was September 2019, dude. You'll look it up. I'm gonna. <laughs> but we were. It was. Um, we knew it was gonna be Eli's last season, and the Giants were playing in Tampa, and we were about four hours from Tampa, down in Palm Beach County, and we were like, all right, we're going. Like we we're gonna go to our first Giants game, um, and you know to say that we're real like diehard Giants fans, we gotta go see Eli the goat play at least once. Yep. That was my mindset going into it. Like we're gonna go see Eli. And, yeah, well, week before, oh, Eli's bench, Daniel Jones is starting, and, um, yeah, I wasn't high on the Daniel Jones pick when it happened, for sure. Uh, it grew on me when I watched more tape on him and learned more about him. Just put it like this. What he brings to the table. I'd rather see Daniel Jones than Geno Smith start oh, ahead of Eli Manning. Yes, I, I, I concur there. But, but anyways, you guys can, you guys know how the rest of the story goes, what happened in that game, and we were there, and we were right in the end zone, and it was one not in the not in the QB not draw not end in the zone, QB draw end zone, but, but the, in the missed field goal end zone, yes, which was the, the way which, more important. Which I have, we were right behind the goal, but I'll post, there, I'll put it on our Instagram. I'll if do there is no kicking net, that ball is landing right yeah, in our yeah, arms, yeah. way wide right. The vi- the video I took, I'm sitting there, please God, please God, <laughs> in the middle it, of I'm like a sea of Bucks, sea of Bucks fans. fans, yep, and. Goes wide right. I I did like it was a hard angle, but I knew right away that he yep. missed. And I go, oh, he fucking missed it. He fucking missed it. It was, dude. Oh, that Never was one of then, one of, if not the best nights of my life. I'll always remember that. We went that to top was, golf. After. Went to top golf after. Got hammered. Oh, that was that was great. And Daniel Jones did that. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones brought us back from eighteen points down. And that dime to Shepard was and right that there, too. Shepherd, that dime to Slayton down the field. The Evan wheels, Ingram long the play. Ingram, dude, like... Who got and, whatever ran down, but it's okay. Yeah, but, like, okay, that, okay. he showed me things that we hadn't seen with Eli in a long time, that Eli had lost his ability to really, like... Push really, the ball down really, the field. Exactly, and make, get us back plays. in those games. With Eli, the Giants down 18 points, the Giants are losing that game every single time. We're not yeah. coming back from that. Um, so... Like I said earlier, when I was talking about my optimism, I am a very emotional fan, and that that night did a lot for my emotions. And I think definitely part of it is me just wanting him to be a great franchise Super Bowl winning quarterback, so I just be like, yep, we saw his first I was win. at I was at his first game, I was yep. at his first start, yep. But but no, I think I think his rookie season was underrated. Um, I agree. I think he had a really strong rookie year. Was, Aside from the fumbling problems, I mean, he had what was it two or three three hundred plus yard games with no picks and four well, touchdowns really or something. Turn the ball over last, like like the turnovers were a huge thing at the beginning. Yeah, they, the fumble, it was the fumble. It's not. It's yeah. not even the turnovers. It's yeah. the fumble. It's he the threw, fumbles. He threw twelve picks at twenty four. Exactly. Twenty four touchdowns rookie year. It's not. It's not the picks. Um, it's the pocket fumble. present. It's, the pocket it's just, presence. It's just everything that's not physical. Right. But the pocket presence, we've seen improvement of that. His pocket awareness, pocket manipulation has definitely gotten better. 
I mean, it couldn't time. get worse. It, and I don't 100%. Even, it's not, that was it's a glaring not flaw. He looks, he looks it's oblivious. It's not anywhere good enough. Oblivious in the pocket. Like, he has no idea it's, it hits coming. That's why um, it's what fumbles the ball. And it doesn't um, help that his offensive line is terrible. No, but when your all. offensive line is terrible, you got to plan. You got to no, know. 100%. You have to be aware. And you can't, like, it's 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 a very valid excuse, but you really can't make excuses. Like, look at Joe Burrow. Look what they did. That's obviously, like, mm-hmm. that never happens, and that's something very special, but... It's so hard to like, like you put put Daniel Jones on the Cleveland Browns, put him in Baker Mayfield's spot, like with a top O line and all those weapons, and like, like he hasn't been helped, but he hasn't done enough to prove that he's the guy. And mm-hmm. this is this is for sure his year, and I am hoping and praying it works out because he I, he has the physical traits, dude. He's he's big. I know he's he's, that. Little, he's Josh Allen, dude. He's well, same no, height. Josh he's a little. Josh Allen like is built. Pounds. No, no, it's not even. Danny's put on weight, dude. I think Danny's two twenty. Like Josh no, Allen. No, no, that was his like rookie weight. He's at least two thirties up there. Josh Allen Josh was Allen. like Josh Allen weighed in at like two thirty something rookie weight, something Josh like Allen's that. Josh like two sixty five pads. Josh uh, Allen's an animal. I don't know. Well, we got it. Someone fact check that. But um, but it's it's close. <laughs> it's close. Who? They're physical. <laughs> whoever, if if anyone's listening, go fact check that. Um, but. But you can't deny the physical like similarities. The height, they're the same height. Josh Allen's a little bigger, a little more athletic, but the speed, like big guys running fast and just not being afraid to put the shoulder down, which is kind of a detriment to Danny with his injuries, um, which he needs to do a better job of protecting well, himself. A, that that brought out an all-time moment. Yeah. The 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 woozy walk back to the huddle against dude, the Cowboys. Dude, that was scary. Dude, that was I, scary. that was scary. That when you see a guy get up like that, but <laughs> the scarier part is he was. Playing a week later. Yeah, he, what he the did, like? What he the did hell was play that? a week later, and then in a game that uh, didn't matter. Yeah, it's that was more questionable decision making. I feel like with all the injuries we had last year, like at what point do you start to question like the training staff? Like I like well like it, I know Ron, again, like again. Ronnie Barnes, but like Ronnie Barnes is like supposed to be like a, the like most legendary guy on the Giants. Like, You're gonna get me mad now because time. listen to me, I'm a Mets fan, and Jacob <laughs> yeah. Degrom is now out significant time again with yeah. shoulder tightness. Yeah, and I've been right. dealing with this with the Mets, and they just got a new training staff, but it's the Mets. Yeah, it's the Mets. Mets, be the Mets. And Jacob Degrom is out again. Yeah, but I don't know that just, last year is a perfect storm of shit to go wrong to just have. It's the worst possible outcome. Um, I don't know, man. We just it's it can only get better from yeah, here. Yeah, it can get it worse. Really, That's like, why I'm optimistic. It, it, you gotta be optimistic. I'm optimistic, but I'm not expecting anything. Like I say, no expectations, yeah, no, no expectations, disappointments. Exactly. Um. So yeah, that's. Where we're at right now. Yeah. Anything else? Anything else you want to add? Nah, call, that, was, call that. Call that episode. Nice. Call yeah. that a pod. All right, thank you. Yeah, that. no, I think that was good. Um, so yeah, I mean, this was obviously our first one. It's, I think it'll get first better and smoother. First, first of, many, of many, for sure. Um, hold us to it too. Yes, please do. I hope someone's actually listening. Once a week, <laughs> just, once a week to but, start. Yeah, no, for sure. Cool. Um, so we'll 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 try once a week. Hopefully, we'll have no, another season, one. There's really not much. Stuff. I know. Hopefully, hopefully well, we can do one. Now. Maybe yeah. we'll go do our real homework and watch some film and really give come some out opinions. With the one pre-draft. Yeah, like the I night like before that. the draft that's coming up. Like do like a do a little draft pod and then we'll do a post-draft pod and we can get into the season. So we'll see. I guess you guys give us your feedback. Like I said, at NYG Spot Pod on Instagram. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know what the vibe is. And yeah. That's about it, Josh. I think that's a wrap. All right, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. It really means a lot. And uh, yeah, see you next time. Peace.